Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Two people are lost in the mountains and only one man can help them. I'm sorry we woke you. I was just being grateful. The way you made these splints for my legs and got us food and everything. I'm sorry too, Mr. Walker. Uh, but I hope we won't have to learn much about living in the mountains. I hope tomorrow you'll be able to show me the best way to get to town so I can get an ambulance or something for Tom. I wouldn't count on that. What do you mean? Just what I said. I'm not showing anyone the way out of here. Listen for the suspense-filled story, The Deserter, on CBS Radio Mystery Theater tonight. John Lithgow stars with E.G. Marshall as host after the Texas A&M SMU basketball game on WFAA. CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Marshall. Mysterious happenings, high adventure, or near tragedies do not only happen to the great, the rich, or those in high places. They can happen to you. And the story I'm about to tell you proves the point. For Eve and Tom Roberts were as honest, hardworking, and upright folks as you're likely to meet. It all happened because they went on a Thanksgiving vacation, which was destined almost to be their last. Tom, we've got to turn back. Stay right where you are, Eve. I'll go down the mountain alone and see if that rock slide hit our camp. I'll come with you. No, don't. Wait here with little Johnny. But supposing there's another slide and you get caught in it. Our mystery drama, The Deserter, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by James Agate Jr. and stars John Lithgow... And Evie Jester. I'll be back shortly with Act One. A message from the CBS Television Network. Harry Truman said it best, the buck stops here. The American presidency has been called the world's toughest job, covering it's a non-stop challenge. That's why the president doesn't make a move without Robert Pierpoint, Leslie Stahl, and Lee Thornton. CBS News White House team, Washington, or anywhere around the world. Tyson Company, only on the CBS Evening News. Make some Kraft macaroni and cheese. Please, please make some Kraft macaroni and cheese. It's nice and cheesy and it's really pretty easy. Please, make some Kraft macaroni and cheese. Mmm, when you make Kraft macaroni and cheese dinner, the cheese sauce is so rich and creamy, you know they're going to like it. So I own that shoe store across the street. Uh-huh. Want to buy it? Well... I'll be honest. I have great shoes, but no customers, so I'm ready to sell the whole thing at any price, you name it. $12. Sold. Ooh. Well, now that you own a shoe store, what'll you do with it? Well, I advertise. Well, I tried. A lot of newspaper ads, then TV and magazine. I'll probably go radio. R- radio? Yeah, according to the latest studies, everyday radio reaches more people than newspaper, TV, or magazine. How did you What's know? more, radio targets customers. I'll match up the right stations for my dressier lines uh-huh. and different stations for young casual. Since radio costs a lot less than newspapers or TV, I'll get good efficiency. <clears throat> Listen, I'd, uh, I'd like to buy my store back from you. Well, at a fair profit. Okay. How much do you want? $156,000. That's a pretty fair profit. I could leave it. I'll take it. What you don't know about radio could cost you a lot. What you can learn is free for the asking. Call this radio station or the Radio Advertising Bureau. They brought you this message. Radio. It's red hot. beautiful November day, sunny, cloudless. Eve and Tom Roberts and their one-year-old child are heading out and up towards the California Sierras. 
The camper is stocked for a week's trip with food for the grown-ups and the baby. That stuff in jars, dried milk, and so on. But just for an emergency, you understand. Because after they've made it over the Carrara Pass, there are plenty of towns along the road where they could buy anything. Even Tom and little Johnny, the baby, would never be out of the reach of civilization. How are we doing? Okay, I guess, Tom. You mean, how is Johnny doing? Yes, that's what I mean. Oh, he's asleep. He's such a good baby, really. Steve, you know of any other couples who take their one-year-old on a one-week trip and think nothing of it? I'll pin a medal on you if you pin one on me. No, really. He's a very good-natured, healthy baby. Daddy. Thank you. How fast are we going? You mean how slowly. This camper doesn't do more than 30, especially on a climbing grade. Oh, my ears are beginning to pop. Now, you sure you know the way, Tom? Like the back of my hand. My dad used to take me up over Mount Hillary, and then we'd camp, find a stream, and go fishing. It was much wilder then. Looks awfully wild to me. here, there was nothing but forests and mountains and wild game until the war. Anywhere you pitched camp, as far as the eye could see, nothing but pine trees. Mm, that's all I can see now. About 50 miles on the other side of Hillary, they turned it into an army camp. Bulldoze an airfield, Quonset huts, everything. A staging area for the West Coast. What war was that? My dad's. Right after Pearl Harbor. Starting to come down, isn't it? Mm, not so fast. Don't you think we ought to pull up somewhere? Yes, maybe we should. Problem is, the road keeps turning and climbing. There's, there's nowhere to pull off. Tom, you've got to stop. It, it, it's dangerous. A camper is a big, unwieldy thing. They're not made for this. Besides, honey, you can't see a foot ahead of you, even with the windshield wipers. Oh, I'm slowing up. Can't you see that? See if I can further over to the right edge. Now, there's a big tree growing out of the rocks. We'll, we'll be protected under there. Not under a tree? Are you crazy? If you get struck by lightning, what'll happen oh, to it? Right, okay. You don't have to get so head up. The, the storm will blow over. They always do. What time is it? It's a little afternoon. Five minutes. Why, are you getting hungry for some lunch? I'd like to put another five miles behind us. The view up here is just tremendous. Oh, yes, if you could see it. It might as well be midnight. It's so dark out there. Tom, Tom, please. I'm scared. Will you stop driving right now? In the middle of the road? Yes. There's not enough room for anyone to get by me. Ah, there's a place. Look, look up there. You see? Where that rock face goes straight up, that ledge hanging way out over the road, it's like a big umbrella. Now, get the camper under there. Just ease her over to the right. Close to the rock wall, as I can get the ledge. How's that? I'll turn off the ignition to save the gas. Tom, I'm afraid. Are you sure this is a good place? <laughs> That's the trouble with you girls, born and brought up in the city. You have no idea what's dangerous and what's not. I tell you, it's nothing. Just sit quiet. You stay here and wait out the storm. Tom! <laughs> They haven't perfected Silent Thunder yet, but they're working on it. Oh, I don't know that this trip up to the Sierras was such a great way to spend Thanksgiving. What am I going to do with you? You know it was the only week I could get off from the paper. What did I tell you? Blue sky up there. These mountain cloudbursts blow hard and blow away in no time. What say we have our first lunch right here, okay? <laughs> Picnic in the mountains. Evie, wake up the master of the house. Hey, look at him. Still snoozing away. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. How would you like a little ride on Mommy's back, huh? <laughs> 
What do you think of that son of mine sleeping through a gale force storm? He doesn't like being wakened up. Oh. But he loves being hoisted into the carrier and seeing the world from my back. Don't you, darling? I'm going to jump out and have a look around for a good spot to put on the feed bag. You do that, Trader Tom. You lead, we follow. Let's hit this trail. Uh, stop. What? Stop. Look down there through the trees. Spectacular. Oh. Or have I said that before? <laughs> Johnny agrees. Evie, you look like an Indian mother with her papoose strapped onto her back. Now, never you mind doing a feature story about our noble ancestors. You just lead the way. Okay, okay. We won't climb too far because I have to get back to the camper for the food. That was dumb. Why didn't I bring a basket full with us? Oh, gee. This trail really zigzags. Mm. Watch your feet, Evie. Through here. There's a sort of clearing. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. This is a great spot, Evie. We'll eat here. Oh, my glad we're surrounded by trees. You know, I was really getting nervous on the way up. Sheer rock on one side and sheer drop on the other. Beautiful, huh? Mm. You know, if I'm not mistaken, this is Dad's spot where we pitch our tents. Down there, near the road where we parked, a marvelous stream. Great fishing. That was before they blacktopped it. Okay, you and Johnny sit yourselves on that log, and I'll hie me down to the camper and fetch the provisions. Tom! What's that noise? Landslide. Landslide? I'm behind this log! See where that slide landed. Did it hit the camper? Did it block the road? Here, you'll both be perfectly safe behind that big log. No, no, don't, don't leave us. Don't, don't no, go, Tom. Let go of me, no. Evie. I've got no. to go. What a dumb thing to do. I've got to get myself. Out from under here. My legs are caught. It's like a, a slow motion thing. Camper tipping over on me. I couldn't believe it. down here. And because of that uh, rock slide, the, the camper was kind of teetering on the edge of the road. Oh, I thought it was going to fall down the cliff for sure, so, so I got some heavy branches. I tried to prop it from falling. And I went around to this side and everything inside the camper must have shifted. And it tipped over on me. Are you hurt? Tom, can't you get out? Oh, no, don't get excited. You'll have little Johnny all upset. Look at him. He, he thinks I'm playing a game. What, what can I do? Is, is there some way of, of, of lifting this side of the camper? Oh, Samson himself couldn't lift that. He, you've got to go and get help. It'll be dark in an hour. See if you can get around those stones. I'll try. Try to find what's left of the road we came up on. Maybe there'll be someone coming down this way. You won't have to walk it all the way back to town. Tom, you're bleeding. Yeah. That, that's blood, isn't it? Uh, is it from your legs or what? No, it isn't anything. Uh, <laughs> it'd be hurting me a lot worse if I'd done some real damage. It's probably just a, an abrasion where the wheels came down on me. But I, I, I can't leave you like this. Uh, oh, it, it's wet. It's still bleeding. You have to get help, honey. It's the only way. Look, I'll be all right. It isn't painful. Matter of fact, those legs are kind of numb. Oh, I wish I was sure it's the right thing to leave you here. It's the only thing. Please, Eve, hurry. It's our only hope. You folks in some kind of trouble? Oh, oh. oh. you scared me. 
It's a cute little baby you got there. Hi, little fella. Johnny? See this nice gentleman with the white beard? He looks like Santa Claus, doesn't he? Johnny likes you. Well, now, mister, I see you got some problems. Sure have. Think you could give me a hand? Oh, you'll be needing more than a hand, mister. Ma'am, I advise you to move yourself as far away as you can get. Up over by those trees there. Just in case a couple more rocks decide to drop in on us. Oh, I... We wouldn't want a, that baby to get hurt now, would we? <laughs> See, that's a right handy carry on. You got him sitting in, strapped right snug on your back. Never seen one like that before. Well, you just sit, both of you, right over there. You can watch us. Is this your husband? Yes, he is. How you feeling, mister? Not too good. Can't move my legs at all. Don't see how you're able to pull the camper off me. Huh? Oh, don't aim to do that. Just pry it up a couple of inches, just enough to free you, Mister. I hope you can. My name's Tom Roberts. Mine's Chad Walker. Pleased to meet you, I'm sure. for a nice young couple and their baby to spend Thanksgiving. Stranded miles from home, the road they came on obliterated by falling rocks, their camper crushed, useless, the husband unable to move. I've often wondered if young people today have the resilience of their pioneering great-grandfathers. Could they manage to exist without the material advantages of today? We'll be finding out when I return shortly with Act Two. television is gonna make your day as one of america's most popular daytime dramas the young and the restless now becomes twice as special as it expands to one hour treat yourself to television's hottest dramatic show the young and the restless now a full hour every afternoon on cbs television check your local listing for the right time I like pepperoni, but it doesn't like me. With the ingredients in Digel, relief from acid indigestion and gas starts in less than a minute. I like corned beef. I like cabbage. I like Frank. I like beef. I like spaghetti. And meat But they don't like me. If you like something that doesn't like you, Digel relief starts in less than a minute. For occasional use only as directed. I'm not the handiest person in the world, but nowadays, do-it-yourself home repair is almost a necessity. Admittedly, some of my work is not perfect, but it gets by. Like many people, I try painting, woodworking, and even masonry, but I never dabble with electricity because it can be dangerous and not forgiving of carelessness. Yes, Americans are learning how to do more with their hands and hopefully are not forgetting some of the old rules, like never mixing water and electricity and reading all power tool instruction booklets before use. And let's not forget about the rule to check for damaged electrical cords either. And remember the one to always dress appropriately. Wear closed-toed, sturdy shoes and safety glasses. And finally, never leave power tools unattended. And keep children away from the work area. A public service announcement from Underwriters Laboratories in this station. is long, the cold November night, high in the Sierras. Chad Walker has freed the injured Tom, carried him to a sheltered place, built a fire, and by its light, slung together a lean-to to protect the couple and their baby. Alone, Walker dug into the wrecked camper, found food and supplies, and fed the strangers. Benny wrapped a blanket about himself and lay down nearby, keeping watch. Legs all strapped. If I can just 
twist my arm so I can see my watch in the moonlight. Ah, it's three o'clock. Baby, fast asleep. And that mountain man, that Chad Walker. I can hear him snoring somewhere out there. We were sure lucky he happened to come by. Well, we were about due for some good luck. The way he shoved that sapling over a rock and just pried the camper up inch by inch. There's some man. Mm. And dug out the food for Johnny. Got a fire going. Fed us. And made this lean-to all by himself. Well, I guess you learned how to survive. Mm. Living up here in the mountains. He's not a young man either. Hey, you too. There's one thing you got to learn if you're living in the outdoors. Rest while you can, work while it's day. Sleep when it's night. I'm sorry we woke you. I was just being grateful. The way you made these splints for my legs and got us food and everything. I'm sorry too, Mr. Walker. Uh, But I hope we won't have to learn much about living in the mountains. Oh, is that what you're hoping? (laughs) I hope tomorrow you'll be able to show me the best way to get to town so I can get an ambulance or something for Tom. I wouldn't count on that. What do you mean? Just what I said. I'm not showing anyone the way out of here. Well, but I'd be lost without a guide. I have to get help. Tom can't walk with both his feet injured. I, and I, I don't know the way by myself. I agree with you, ma'am. you got a problem. Tell you what, I'll help you live. You and the baby and your husband. You can hang out here. Wouldn't bother me none. These mountains are my home. I don't aim to leave them. For no one. And for no reason. Tom. Tom, wake up. Uh, Wake up. Chad has brought everything up from the camper. Everything. It's all piled outside. What? No. My legs... Still, it hurts like blazes. Did you hear what I said, Tom? Why did he do that? Good uh, morning, folks. Oh, morning. Want to rustle up some chow now? How are your legs, Mr. Roberts? What's the idea of taking all our stuff out of the camper? Oh, you may be needing it. Well, are you saying when the road's clear, we can't drive it back down the mountain? Not unless you know how to forge a new front axle and find four brand new tires and dig the camper shebang out of the side of the mountain. You ain't going anywhere in that thing. So I brought up what you could use, what you could eat. Well, how long are we going to stay here? You ain't got much choice, Mr. Roberts. I'm starting a fire. I'll tell you when it starts. Chad, I'll come help you as soon as I fed the baby. Johnny, Johnny, wake up, baby. I've got some good breakfast here for you. Will you stop talking about food, Eve? Somebody's got to do something about my legs. I've got to have a doctor. It's a beautiful fire. You just have to know how, ma'am. Well, where'd you get the water? From the same stream I got for coffee last night. This morning, since the rain yesterday, it was more like a waterfall. What's going on? Where's the food? It'll be ready soon, Tom. Chad's going to fry some eggs. Get a move on, will you? Chad, I I apologize for my husband. He's just not used to being helpless and unable to do anything about it. Oh, I know. Sometimes bad luck gets to you. Mm -hmm. It's hard to have your hands tied and not be able to fight back against bad luck. Okay, three fried eggs coming up. You know, Chad, if Tom wasn't injured, I'd really be enjoying myself. Mrs. Roberts. Call me Eve. I'm calling you Chad. And call Tom, Tom. Sunny side up for once over lightly. Sunny side up for both Tom and me. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Roberts. Eve, you... Well, call me that, won't you? Done. You mean you will? 
I mean, the eggs are done. Chad, what's going to happen to us? Right now? Now and tomorrow and the next day. I don't mind taking care of all of you. I don't live too far away. I go around every other day to see if my traps have caught anything. That's how I ran into you people. You really live out here? On this mountain? For a long, long time. You mean open? Nope. Oh, in a house? Nope. In a cave. While you two are discussing accommodations, would it be out of order if I reminded you that sleeping in that little crib over there is a one-year-old child? Chad, I never thanked you for making that darling crib out of all those twigs. It's woven like a basket. If we remain here longer than one week, the food we brought along for my son will run out. And then what are we going to do? Well, I never thought of that. I can't walk. Eve ought to be taking care of her baby. That leaves only you, Chad. You see what I'm getting at? Yes, and why the heck don't you show Eve the best trail to get out of here so she can bring help and get us off this miserable mountain? I'll think about it. I don't understand you. What have you got against us? What have we done to you? You're keeping us prisoners. Tom, I'll uh, go back down to where the camper is. If I can get past all those... Rocks, maybe I can find the road we drove up on, and I'll just follow that all the way down. I'll get help. You won't get far, Eve. I won't? Why? There's no road anymore. Years ago, a bulldozer chewed up the mountainside, and that's how the road was built. And only a bulldozer can get through there now. I went down this morning. Half the cliff fell on the road, and that road's buried for miles. think of a rational reason why he's keeping us here. Very strange. Tom, he made this great lean-to for us, made a doorway, covered it with his own tarpaulin, made a crib for Johnny. He, he brings his food, keeps the fire going. Now, what more do you want? I want out. That's what I want. I've got to get my legs looked at by a doctor. If anyone can show us the way out, he can. Why won't he? Well, I think he's afraid to. Why? Afraid of what? He didn't tell me. I, I... I just got a feeling. Hey, Chad, come on in. Just, uh, flip the tarp back. It keeps dropping down. We were just talking about you. Let me give you a hand, Mr. Roberts. On your feet. Me? On my feet? Yep. You and I are going to take a little walk. Oh, but I can't. I can't with, with my legs. I'm all going to hold you up. up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's right. Lean on your wife now. That's very good, Tom. I'm uh, untying the splint around your sprained leg. It may hurt a little bit. I want you to start walking. Ah. It's good for the circulation. There you go. That splint's out of the way. Grab hold of mine. Chad, believe me, I appreciate this, but I don't know if I'm up to walking, even trying to. A minute ago, you were yelling your head off to get down the mountain. What is this? I'll tell you plain, Mr. Roberts, if you don't start moving those feet, you're going to lie there and rot there. Yes. No one's going to carry you down the mountain. All right, let's can the chatter and move. breakfast, and I gave him some pine cones to play with. What are you doing? Gathering up all the twigs the wind dropped here for us. You can give me a hand if you would. Oh, sure, sure. Twigs, brush, anything that would make good tinder. Want to stack a part of it by your lean-to. Oh. With us, Cerny, it'd be wise if you kept the fire going all night. If it goes out, you'll need the small stuff to get it started again. Oh, we've got lots of wood. Some of it may be wet. When I got a big piece of blubber in this knapsack here. Yeah, that'll flame for a lot of hours. It smokes a lot, but it makes good heat. 
I drained the oil from your camper and put it in this can. You can add that. Mm, it was real cold early this morning, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't like that wind either. If I read it right, it means trouble. What kind of trouble? Show you something. See this pocket? Aneroid barometer? Uh-huh. Had it for years. Never without it. Fortune teller. Oh? What does it tell you? Since yesterday, it's been falling fast. And this wind, east to north. Temperature's dropping. We could get one heck of a heavy rain. Or snow. Snow? The day after Thanksgiving? Oh, you get snow up here any time. Yeah. I'd say we'll be hit with one fat storm in less than 24 hours. Uh, what is it, Tom? Will you come here? Where are you? I'll be there in a minute. On your way. Take that whole bunch of twigs and tie it up. Chad, I know what you're thinking, but it, it's not Tom's fault. He's always made the decisions, and there he lies, helpless. Can't move by himself. He has to depend on me for everything. But Chad, why won't you show us how to get out of here? I won't, that's all. But what's going to happen? The baby's food will run out in one day. If I'm careful, two days. I don't know what'll happen. I haven't made up my mind yet. Eve, where were you? Eve was with me, mister... We were picking up sticks so as to have some kindling handy for night fire. Do you think we're going to spend the winter here? Tell me. When is someone getting us some help? Well, there's no way to ring up for help around here. Phone company must have forgot to put a phone in. That's very amusing. Would you please wrap that coat around my legs, Chad? Sure will. Chad, look out, look out. Oh, oh, my leg. Oh. Tom, what were you trying to do with that oh, iron? my leg, my leg. All right, give me that now. Give it to me. Uh, where'd you get the tire iron, Tom? What in the world's come over you, Tom? Were you trying to kill Chad? I've been waiting for that moment. If you hadn't warned him, I would have smashed him right in the head. Oh, instead I hit myself. Eve didn't warn me. When you lived in these woods as long as I have, you got your sixth sense working for you all the time. I knew the moment I bent over your legs with that coat that you were up to something. Either you're going to help us get out of this mess or you're not. If you're not, just get yourself out of here. I don't want to see your face. Now you're making a big mistake, Tom. Of course he is, Chad. He, he doesn't know what he's saying. I don't need you either, Eve. I see what you're up to, cozying up with this mountaineer with your Chad this and your Chad that. Tom, I can't talk to you when you're like this. Supposing you had hit him with that tire iron, cracked his skull, then where would we be? Where are we now? <laughs> yes. And Johnny, my son, where is he? You better get smarty, or we're going to end up three bodies. Two adults and one baby, as someone will find in the Sierras next spring. from a man sorely tried by fate, but unable to meet it bravely. A man's character is the reality of himself. His reputation is the opinion of others. One is the substance, the other the shadow. Has Tom Roberts enough substance to make it alive? Wait and see when I return to you shortly with Act Three. Class Plus is all you need on Windows. Glass Plus stovetops, Glass Plus plastic, Glass Plus appliances, Glass Plus. Glass Plus is all you need on windows, Glass Plus vinyl, Glass Plus chrome, Glass Plus bathroom fixtures, Glass Plus. It does windows plus a whole lot more. Get you going taste of Downy Flake breakfast foods. 
Delicious golden toaster waffles and fluffy light toaster pancakes. All ready to pop up in the toaster and say, wake up. Wake up. how people with epilepsy are sometimes misunderstood. Do you know that epilepsy can happen to anyone, at any age, for many causes? Epilepsy can begin from a bad case of measles. I'm Gerald June. I know. At nine years old, I contracted measles encephalitis. Now I have epilepsy, but it doesn't stop me from writing music. My kind of epilepsy couldn't have been prevented then. It can now. When you see her, you walk on by. You don't know him. You won't even try. They don't want you. To hold their hands, they just need you to understand. To learn about causes and prevention, contact your local chapter of the Epilepsy Foundation of America or write Epilepsy, Washington, D.C., 20036. of our mysterious drama? A young couple, Tom and Eve Roberts, and their one-year-old child are stranded up in the California Sierras in cold November. They are rescued by Chad Walker, a mountaineer who does everything he can for them to help them survive, but refuses to lead them back to civilization. Why? 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 I keep asking myself. I don't understand it either. In some ways, he's so helpful and kind. Oh, listen, Eve. We can't let this go on. I've been walking on one foot. The sprained one. But I'll never make it all the way down. I know that. So listen. You know that blubber he left with us for a night fire? Yes. I remember my dad telling me it makes a hot fire and smokes like crazy. Where did Chad say he was going? He didn't say where. He said he was going hunting and to check his traps, you know. What time did he leave? Oh, it was about five when he brought over the berries and the roast bird and the water. Great. He must be miles away by now. Eve, get that piece of blubber. It's hanging in the tree. I'll poke up the fire and then you dump it in. With any luck, it ought to send up a column of smoke that'll be seen for miles. Maybe somebody will, will get the message and come and find us. It's been burning for an hour now. Do you suppose anyone saw it? Who knows? It was getting so hot, I was afraid we'd start a forest. Hey! Hey, what do you two think you're doing? Uh, hi, Chad. What's up? This fire in broad daylight? Yeah, it got a little chilly, so we threw on that hunk of blubber you gave us. I'm going out to my cave and get me a spade. A couple of shovelfuls of earth ought to take care of this. Well, you're not going to put it out, are you? You're darn right I am. I know what you're up to. You're signaling. But it won't do you a dying bit of good. Chad, what is the point in keeping us here? How long can Johnny live unburied? I'm trying to be reasonable, Chad. I realize you must have a pretty good reason for not wanting to show your face in these towns. But that's none of my business. But you know and I know that sky doesn't mean fair weather. Maybe rain, probably snow. Even Johnny and I certainly can't make it back in the snow. You want that on your conscience? If we get back safely, I swear to you, we won't tell a soul you're up here. We never saw you. That's a promise. I'm getting my spade and kill that smoke. Chad, you haven't heard a word Tom said. What? What's that up there? What is it? Well, that's only a... Shut up, Eve. What's what, Chad? the sky, that noise, that noise. Don't you hear it? He hears it. The baby hears it. You're off your rocker. There's no noise. Johnny's crying because he's hungry or wet or something. Oh, my Lord. They... They come to get me. I don't know what you're talking about, Chad. I don't hear anything. I can see it now. There they are up there. It's a chopper. An army chopper. I'm not going to make it. 
They've been looking for me all this time. I've got to go and hide. I've got to hide. Well, that beats all. Oh, I wish I'd had the presence of mind to go climb a tree and wave or something. Well, they saw the smoke. They'll be back. I know where Chad's cave is. I want to go and talk to him. Maybe there's something we can do for him. Maybe this time he'll break down and help us. Whatever you do, don't let on I work for a paper. It might scare him off. You've been gone a long time. Did you persuade him? Yes. Yes, you did, Tom. <laughs> Chad said he had something he wanted to tell us both. Sure. Well, I feel I can trust you folks. Let me sit here by the fire. I talk better setting. You see, uh, I was born and brought up in a place you probably never heard of. In Arkansas. Never wore shoes, didn't go to school much, learned everything from a grandpappy. How to trap animals, how to make a trail, hunt, shoot, fish. It was 1943, and my ma, she cooked me up my favorite meal. Spain gonna feed you so good in the army, Chad, so mind you, eat good. You're gonna need all your strength to fight that Hitler and that Tojo. Ma, I ain't gonna eat them to death. I don't know what they're going to have me doing. Well, I hope that Uncle Sam knows he found himself the best shot in Arkansas. You draw a bead on any of them Nazis, Chad, and they'll be dead, Nazis. Oh, Ma, I'm worried enough for both of us. So please, will you just let me enjoy my food without reminding me in a couple of hours I've got to go away and kill people? If only your pa was alive, he'd be proud of you, Chad. <laughs> Next thing I knew, I was at Bakersfield learning how to be a soldier. Learning how to make my bed with hospital corners was pretty easy. Keeping and cleaning a rifle was a cinch. The hardest thing was wearing those big leather shoes. Well, I was standing by my cot one night talking with my buddy, Bill Finley, when the sergeant come in. Walk up. Yes, sir. Sergeant McKenzie, sir. At ease. Sir. Walker, I've been noticing you're pretty accurate with a rifle. Yes, sir. In fact, it's come to the colonel's attention. Sir? He'd like to send you over to the air base. Put you through their training. See if they can make a bombardier out of you. Sir? Bombardier. Air Force. Good pay you like that? Yes, sir. Well, so would we. I was pretty proud of myself. Although I knew it was all my grandpappy's teaching. Well, that night my buddy, Bill Finley, and I tied one on that would make a lush blush. We got back to camp pretty late, but we had passes, so that was all right. I walked on ahead, singing away, and Bill was right behind me. Hey, Bill, Bill, look here. Sir? We couldn't do nothing for Finley. Oh, sir. He was so drunk. Didn't know where he was going last night. Walked right into a Jeep, chewing along at 40 miles an hour. Thought I'd tell you, seeing as how you knew him pretty well. If you like, I could give you a pass to go to his home and tell his folks. Will you do that, Walker? something for me? Will I say what, son? Will you say you love me? Will you do that? Of course I love you, son. What's the matter? Ma, it may be a, a very long time before you hear from me again. You'll be all right, Chad. Well, that's what I was going to say. I'll 
be all right. Tom, Eve, that was 35 years ago. I haven't been home since. I went AWOL. I took the pass and got me out of camp, but I never went to see Bill's folks. I felt so bad about it. If we hadn't been celebrating my promotion, Bill might be alive today. I ran and ran, and I kept on going, and finally I headed up here to the Sierras. And this is where I've been living ever since. For 35 years. Hard to believe. I talked to no one, saw no one, lived by myself. But why, Chad? After all this time, what would they do to you? Shoot me for deserting? 35 years? That was before Evie and I were even born. Tom, it's, it's snowing. deserted. Now he's deserted us. What are we going to do, Tom? In my wildest nightmare, I never thought we'd end up like this. To be caught in a snowstorm with a madman. Say, uh, pull that tarp down. You'll have snow putting out your fire. How you feeling, folks? Hi, Johnny. I thought I heard you crying outside, Johnny. <laughs> That's better. Look at him smile, will you? Because he doesn't know any better. He doesn't know who's his friend and who isn't. Is it going to stop snowing? No. We're getting out of here. You really mean that? How? Am I riding piggyback on your manly shoulders? Oh, sort of. I built you a litter with skis at one end. We'll strap you in and I'll guide you down the mountain. Here we got some heavy mackinaws, a couple of pairs of socks you can wear my boots with. I got food for the four of us all packed. So... We'll be getting started. Hold it, hold it, everyone. I think that's a highway right in front of us. Tom, I'm setting your letter down. Did you say a highway? How can you see anything through this blizzard? Eve, are you all right? After 18 hours coming down in all this snow... I'm surprised at myself. Oh, Johnny. Oh, he's warm, snuggling, sleeping. He loves being a papoose. He wasn't too heavy? Oh, I see two headlights moving toward us. Yeah, I'll flag him down. Headlights? Civilization? I can't believe it. It's a snowplow. Oh. Hey, you! I've got some people here. An injured man, a woman, and a baby. I need a lift back to town. Tom, may we come in? Eve, come in, sure. Chad, how are you, old boy? Oh, pretty mystified, Tom. Chad doesn't know how to figure. The whole town thinks he's a hero. Oh, not only that, it's the army. The leg's holding up, Tom. Oh, the doc says those splints you fixed made all the difference. He wants me out of here in a week. <laughs> they must be short on wheelchairs. <laughs> you know what they uh, did for me? They didn't shoot you, did they? <laughs> well, they're going to give me a hardship discharge under honorable circumstances. Oh. That means no back pay for 35 years. But it also means no black mark on my record. Guess I found out I didn't mean to desert... Just one thing happened after another. You more than made up for it, Chad. By taking care of Johnny and Tom and me. Well, how is my little pal? You know, I kind of miss him. <laughs> well, come and visit us. Johnny likes being home again. But what he likes best is that crib you made for him out of twigs. You know, I'm going to tell you something, Eve. Hmm? That's the first crib I ever made.
often that a man can come down a mountain and land on his feet. But it seems that's what happened to Chad Walker, the deserter. Chad and Tom and Eve and even little Johnny all turned out better for the experience. Maybe just to keep going is the secret of life. And that's why I thought this tale belonged on the Mystery Theater. I'll be back shortly. They said it couldn't be written. The book that hit America like a runaway locomotive. The new Consumer Information Catalog. For the life of me, Foster, your obsession with that book escapes me. It's only a catalog. The book that's helping America find a better way to live. What do you find in that catalog? Something you could never give me, Lillian. More than 200 back-filled federal publications listed inside. Booklets on home and car repairs, weight control, keeping household records, and more. I read them all to be the man you want me to be. That's a lot of reading. The book you have to read from the Consumer Information Center of the U.S. Government. The new Consumer Information Catalog. It's free. Just write to Free Catalog, Pueblo, Colorado, 81009. That's Free Catalog, Pueblo, Colorado, 81009. Send for the book. Don't wait for the movie. I want to take back what I said earlier about character. Maybe it isn't what you are, but what other people think you are. Maybe you can change and become who you'd like to be. My feeling is that character is built out of circumstances. From exactly the same materials, one man builds a shack while another builds a palace. Our cast included John Lithgow, Evie Juster, and Ralph Bell. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant 